Do you identify as a cheater? I mean, was it the, it was the one time? If you count massage parlors, it was probably a with, handful with, of with times. Ha- with ha- happy endings? Yeah, yeah. Patrick, I think that counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, as and an I, enthusiast myself. And I like that I just said a handful of times because uh, it's a handful. But first, a word from our sponsors. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, sissies? What's up, sluts? What's up, celebrators of the Feast of Bacchanal? Uh, this is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Sometimes I run out of breath at the end. I gotta stop smoking. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, this week on the pod, I've got on fellow comedian Patrick Holbert. You'll hear him in just a little bit. I don't know how many of y'all know this. I'm a backgammon enthusiast, dare I say, fetishist um, addict. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, So, yeah, I play a lot of backgammon. Big fan. Uh, Other notable celebrities who are really into backgammon. uh, Bill Cosby, I found out. Uh, So that's awkward. But, I, you know, I play a little backgammon on backgammongalaxy.com. BG Galaxy. And uh, I'm playing a match... You know, my username on there is Man Horror Podcast. And I guess I was taking, uh, you know, a little extra time on one of my moves. And the the other player in the chat box goes like, spending too much time searching for blowjobs on Reddit. I was like, what? What? No, I did that before we started playing. What the fuck? Come on, man. Way to call me out. But hey, if you play back and you want to play on BG Galaxy, hit me up sometime. My, uh, my Username on there is Man Whore Podcast because I have no shame. I will self-promote anywhere. I don't think I got too much to update y'all on in my personal life. Um, hoping to have some wallet no lady updates for you in the near future. But uh, TBD, uh, the kids staying hopeful. Before I get to my guest, Patrick Holber, let's kind of try to get straight to this thing. Uh, I want to do a quick fan whore appreciation moment, fam moment. Uh, welcome to the fam, Judith Koenig. Thank you very much for your support. I don't know if you're the uh, Judith Koenig from Argentina or the Judith Koenig from Germany, the Judith Koenig from Wisconsin. Not sure which one you are, but whoever you are, thank you for supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. Big thanks. Uh, and you too can support the Man Whore Podcast uh, and receive a slew of great rewards. I offer a whole ton of Benny's bonus content. I've got like 200 plus bonus shows. Uh, I post some behind the scenes writing and, and media of that sort. We got the peep show. We got the thank you letters. And you, of course, get a shout out from yours truly on the pod. Uh, become a member today. Support the whore you love at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. Patrick Holbert, uh, you know, so I did his podcast uh, years back. Uh, it's called Who Cares About Ross and Patrick. Uh, Ross is his wife. 
also totally forgot that he's Polly. And, you know, <laughs> I swear I am not purposefully booking all this Polly media representation week after week after week. Okay, I, I know I'm supposed to kind of spread it out a bit, but we, we've been on like a fucking poly streak, except for like M.A. Luckin. I think we might be like five weeks in a row of poly. So like, I'm sorry, or you're welcome. Patrick Holbert, he was great. He was so much fun. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. We're getting real with each other on this one. All right, going to do a quick ad read, and then let's get to it. This week, I give you all the gift of a short ad read. Folks, you all know that the Motor Bunny is like the most intense, powerful, badass vibrator you could own. They're longtime friends of the show. We've done a lot of work with them, a lot of content, man whore con parties. <laughs> You've gotten a feel for the thing, if you know what I mean. And you can get a feel for it, too, and get $50 off when you use promo code MANHOR at checkout. Or, you know what's even easier? Just head on over to manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny. Save yourself some steps. Automatically applies the coupon. So one more time, check out the motorbunny today. Add a fucking tank to your sex toy arsenal. Head on over to manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny. And enjoy a special discount. Now let's get to the show. Someone in my Discord server posted a stand-up clip this morning. Be like, Billy, I saw this clip and I thought of you. And it's you at QED. Yes. Talking yeah, about yeah. your your um, wife told you to go to the sex dungeon. Yes. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to him today. And I remember, oh, wait, is he a cuck or a cross-dresser? I forgot which one. <laughs> I guess a little of both. I guess, I guess a little of both. I am shy about the word cuck because I'm not that interested in watching her get plowed in front of me. Sure. Uh Unless, I mean, I suppose I'd enjoy her getting plowed by a person with a penis who's uh, a woman, okay. I guess. I, I might be into that. Or getting, pe is it pegging if you're, if it's vaginal? I, th I think strap on is, action I think might it, be I think fun to watch. I think you have to have a strap on to, do, yeah. to peg. Yeah. yeah, it'd be fun to watch her get pegged with a strap on by a, a woman. Um, but yeah, I cuck. I, I assume cuck means watching another man bang your wife. Something like that. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm into that. That's not, okay. So it was uh, there. Cause, well, cause John, do you know John Field? Yes. So John Field dabbles in some cross-dressing. Oh, like, interesting. I was like, do, do they have the same one or am I mixing up sea fetishes? Like <laughs> right. that was tall white guys, uh, two tall white comics with a cross-dressing or like yeah. after, right after I book you, I go like, Oh wait, what was his thing? What was yeah. His yeah. Thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Cross-dressing is one of them. Uh, the clip, I don't know if you watched it, but yeah, I posted. So yeah, like a, a month before pandemic hit, I I had this hour I was like really proud of about me and Ross's marriage and my sex, our sex life, polyamory. So I put up this 10 minute story from the hour about going to a sex dungeon for my first time, her supporting me uh, and her also deciding she didn't want to she wasn't that interested in what i was interested sure. in for that adventure uh and i was i, I put it first in the stand-up comedy subreddit and it got some love on there mm. and then just yesterday morning i was like let me throw it up in the polyamory subreddit and they were so fucking cool it got such a cool response 
uh i'm it's cool that i got shared to a discord i I barely know what discord is but it's like a uh, it's like a group chat thing uh i have one called the champagne room for people who listen to the show you know ross and i we started seeing other people five years ago now and i was just always so protective about how i was gonna share with people i've I've, i still have this fear of like what 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 does my family think of us Mm. uh so I protect inf- what information is where in the world, I guess. And so I loved doing... I gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah, I assume. <laughs> yeah, so like I love doing it live in front of strangers in rooms where like nobody's recording. Like nobody cares about me as a comic. So like I could just feel free, you know? And uh, finally, like, yeah, after doing some podcasts about it and then our own podcast, we finally fully came out. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of started telling family like uh you can listen if you want but uh you may not want to hear yeah. the 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 ins and outs of our relationship well welcome uh, to the pod uh not a cuck comedian patrick colbert <laughs> thanks man. hello hello uh haven't seen you since i did your podcast who cares yeah uh not who cares that i did your podcast podcast called who cares yeah who cares <laughs> about ross and patrick which may change uh, i'll ask your opinion we might change the title to we hired a sitter for this <laughs> i think it has a ring to it it is a mouthful some people like it some people hate it you're a couple of kinky poly parents just trying to cut loose and keep the kid alive yeah that's how, long, how old is it now she is uh 22 months tomorrow or in two days she'll be 22 months old so almost two years uh sorry to speak in sure. months but it's crazy how much the weeks and months actually count like she becomes a different person like pretty often it's it's wild yeah she says some words not like a ton but uh, getting her to avoid yes daddy as the first words (laughs) yeah 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 i i'm dada uh but she just started getting into saying mom it's mama and dada she just started getting into saying mommy and daddy and mommy is a word that turns me on uh so that's complicated she says mommy you'd be like that's my word <laughs> right that's right. that's that's ours yeah <laughs> yeah and who knows where how this is all going to shake out like we i think we're very much trying to keep things in the day and in the moment um because I, I yeah like i we're gonna have to someday i assume confront that like how much do we share with our child about our life and who who meets our child and um you know i've dated some women with children during all this and uh one of them offered she said you you know if you ever want to meet my kid like we could do that and i i just remember thinking like no like i i like (laughs) what we do in private and secret you know like i don't know if i want to you know um I kind of forget how this kind of all panned out. Well, I'll I'll start by saying one of the first people she texted the morning our daughter was born to say that everything was all right was her boyfriend, which was kind of cool. Like, I I, I remember actually looking at her phone and seeing that he texted and I said, oh, hey, so-and-so just texted. Uh, Do you want me to text him back? Uh, And then she's like, no, just pass me my phone. And she texted him. and, And I just remember feeling like, so much love in the space with you know our new daughter and ross just like crushed this birth and we had a doula there she who crushed it <laughs> she crushed it, crushed it bro. uh she it was just like so such a heightened moment that like 
I actually felt these really warm feelings toward him that he was checking in and she was letting him know. And uh, so that was really... How long had she been with him at the time? A couple of years. They, they'd okay. been seeing each other for I would maybe a year and a half or something. But earlier in the pregnancy, there was some moments where she... I forget how it went down, but it, it's very common for women to get have like paranoid type feelings about their health and the health of the child and worry about different things. And uh, she had gotten it in her head that um, perhaps he got her pregnant. And oh. so that became this whole like, I don't think this is possible. They, we always use protection. Uh, but may, for some reason, I'm like nervous. How do you feel about that? It, it, I mean, it took a lot of, I mean, we were still going to couples therapy at that point. So luckily we could like go in and talk about the worst case scenario. You what know, were you like, all going to couples therapy for? Uh, when we opened our marriage up, uh, we, Ross got us an appointment like immediately. So just like as a standard thing, like we should have the, okay. Yeah. So just as a backup thing. It wasn't like a thing happened. No, well, okay. the thing that the thing happened was, was yeah. uh, the thing that happened was I cheated on Ross. Oh, right. Uh, I forgot that, that. Was that the instigator for y'all opening exactly. it up? Exactly. Yes, it was. Uh, and uh, we went to this the alternative sex therapist, couples therapist. Uh, they are amazing. When we, we, we actually sort of phased out the therapy for a while. And then when we started negotiating okay like let's are we going to start a family let's go have some appointments with them to do some like get some therapy around this and uh and then when she started having fear about like oh my god this could be his child uh we talked that all out in therapy um i i kind of came to terms with it i i like first of all i was like i kind of know it's mine like we it only took like three tries, and I remember the specific. When the kid kicks, dates. it goes but dun chum. You know, it sounds like a comic <laughs> yeah. skit. Well, <laughs> the other good news is that it would be very obvious if it were his child when she came out. Uh, he is a uh, a person of color, and I it would be very clear. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean the 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 extreme honesty involved with having a polyamorous marriage. Uh, definitely helped us in the pregnancy phase and all that stuff. Basically, we we had talked about trying to hook up with other people for years before we even got married, which led me to think we had an agreement, that we had an understanding, which I misunderstood. Uh We actually didn't have one. I went and saw Dom in private. Uh I I knew it was I knew it was wrong, but I also knew I was gonna tell her I sat on that info for like, uh, I think it was a month or maybe two months. And then I did tell her the truth. Thinking, What do you mean you like, uh, you knew it was wrong, but you were going to tell her, but you misunderstood? Like, like basically, I thought, uh, the way I tell it on stage, which is very close to the truth, is that anytime it came up in conversation, like, oh, that lady's hot. I'd like to hook up with her. She would say stuff like, oh, do what you got to do. Don't ask. Don't tell. She would say Whatever. that. She would say that. That doesn't sound like a misunderstanding. Clearly, as a joke, it was a joke though. Uh, like we're just like riffing. We're always joking, um, and uh, and then you know we got married and we were in one of those. We got married six years after being together, and we were in one of those lulls where we just weren't hooking up. And I resented that, and I was I, I had been like really getting into curious about uh, 
like femdom and mm-hmm. uh like cfnm and like being b- being like leaning into my subby interests you mm-hmm. know and i i found a dom on craigslist and had this experience and like rationalized it like hey she said don't ask don't tell and we actually thought about going to a dom together mm-hmm. a couple years before that and uh, Ross isn't very into doing the performing the dom role. She she is. We've we've kind of found a groove mm. with what works for us. Um she's not interested in the like all of it, like uh but but elements of it. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't yeah. the same as like the dominatrix experience. Yeah, like how what how was it? I mean, was it I worth mean, it, the strife it caused? Yes, yes. I mean, it, it really truly was like life changing and like um first time you'd done something like that. Yeah, and it was uh like I I dabbled with massage parlor stuff and mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff and I I always knew I had this like sexual desire for secretive heightened exciting experiences Mm. um and then yeah i went and it was just like this really cool experience with this really cool person who like was it was just like really cool in all these different ways and but so so when i told behind it was in secret and when i did tell her i i like had convinced myself this is going to be really good news for the marriage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which <laughs> this is such a man thing to oh think. <laughs> dude i i i mean i'm trying to write bits about this like it's hard because it's people want to come to a show and not think about their worst fears and like a lot of people's worst fear in their marriage is to be cheated on or to be lied to or deceived mm. and um you know i'm now on the other end of it so i feel like i can safely make jokes about it but a lot of people think i'm a fucking douchebag you know um but yeah, I picked the worst time and place to tell my wife and the worst way. Cause the worst way was I thought it was good news. Uh, the worst place was we were in a car with two more hours to go until we got home. And the worst time was we had just had this amazing experience on a yoga retreat upstate yeah. New York. We're like so connected, so much love, which is why I thought it was the right time to do it. Um, timing people if you're gonna do anything in a car ride let's time it let's uh ways the directions like yeah how to, imagine if you could put in there like okay it's add two hours stop. home yeah add stop a potentially uh relationship ending conversation <laughs> explode the relationship and it will recommend in 45 minutes uh yeah. turn left and possibly derail this whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god uh, i'm such a fucking moron. how did y'all how did y'all survive that so I, so when we did get home, she was like, I can't be around you. Cause she was so hurt. Like, and, and when she was finally able to name like what the hurt was, it was just that I didn't even ask. Cause she, she kept saying like, I probably would have just said yes, but you didn't even give me mm-hmm. that option or you didn't even, uh, like I, or maybe I would have wanted to be a part of it, you know, and you just didn't give me any of those options and it's the secrecy and, yada yada well not yada 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 etc um no yada uh, yada we're more of an etc kind of family uh but the point is that she was really hurt um we kind of we i mean we live in a one bedroom so there's only so much luckily i had some gigs in dc i think i went away for a night or two and um we were texting she didn't really want to talk and then 
I mean, she's like the most amazing person because I, I would say within three days she had us an appointment with the therapist we ended up working with for like two and a half years or however long that was. Yeah, she she like went into solution mode. She's like, we're going to go see a therapist together. We're going to talk about this. Um, oh, and then when we did start talking openly on our podcast, that's when she started admitting like she was reading like Esther Perel and in secretly behind my back and trying mm. to figure out how to broach to me the idea of opening up. Um, which is not to say like I'm the hero of the story. Like I like which is she, she read a book you you went to a dom. Uh, yeah, I cheated. Yeah. yeah. Um but that is why I thought it was good news. Like I actually thought, hey, I'm taking initiative here. I'm I'm pushing I'm pushing the ball down the hill. I'm getting mm. the things moving, you know? Um, you say the sentence I cheated like real easily. Like, is it is it easy for you to say that? I guess I just feel like I own it now, mm. and I'm lucky enough to be with a person who f- forgave me. Uh, uh, and and like, uh, so I'm not proud of. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm. Just I don't think proud you're proud of it. No, there there uh, is an acceptance I hear in it. And it, but it's a thing that a lot of people there's a lot of shame to do it, and I I don't think it's unjustified to feel shame about it. But you know, it's not easy for anyone, especially in this country, to say they were wrong. I I mean, I guess I'm, it just feels like uh, it, it's just so like we did so much work around it. I I mean, I I'm in therapy still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been seeing the same therapist for uh, six years now, which is hilarious because. As I was like doing some secret stuff, I wasn't even talking about it with that person. I was just like living a total lie for a while there. Um, and I, yeah, I think the ease just comes from, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I, I think it's just therapeutic work. I'm doing not even it, curious doing, where the ease comes from. I just, I'm, I guess I'm curious how you feel saying it. About, so it sounds yeah. like. Or about being Acceptance. a cheater in general. Do you um, identify as a cheater? I mean, was it the, it was the one time? No, it was. Uh, if you count massage parlors, it was probably a with, handful with, of with times ha- with ha- happy endings. Yeah, yeah, Patrick, I think that counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as and an I, enthusiast myself, and I like that I just said a handful of times because uh, it's a handful. Um, yeah, like so. So that's <laughs> that. I mean. I think I think we recounted this on our podcast, but it. I'll, I withdraw my question of: Do you identify as a cheater? <laughs> when, so so yeah, our between our first and second appointment with the couples therapist, I emailed the couples therapist directly without Ross attached to say, "Hey, so just so you know, like I um." I, I'm in recovery for drugs and alcohol, and there's this thing about making amends where you don't make the amends if it's going to do more harm to the person. So sometimes they don't need to know all the information. But I thought you should know that I didn't go see the dom just once. I actually went twice. Oh. And I also had some other behaviors like massage parlors like a few times a couple years ago. So I don't know. Like, I... I, I I was talking to my therapist about it and she thinks I should tell Ross everything, but I, I kind of feel like we're, we're off to a good start. So maybe not. And, and the couples therapist wrote me back. She was like, I I can't continue to work with you both. If you're going to tell me 
secret information that you would like me to keep from her. Uh, we we actually saw that couples therapist at a sex party, uh, like maybe a year after working with her. Uh, I can't Where do remember. You go? Well, this did was you do chemistry. What no, do you I never did. I had a girlfriend who invite wanted really wanted to go to chemistry. I'm not I'm not that into sex parties uh-huh. with a, another person. Like I I I'm I'm so much more interested in secretive like dirty stuff that oh. nobody like i, I want to feel like nobody knows i'm here doing this thing uh like yeah like there used to be a five dollar fetish party underneath the delancey in the before times that sounded dirty to me that's hilarious i'm just like anyone can panhandle five bucks five bucks wow five bucks but, but back to the, back to um the recovery of things. So what? So you started seeing the couples therapist. You opened up the marriage. Yeah. How did y'all draw lines? How did y'all like set up a framework for the open marriage in light of? I mean that years? that was hilarious too because at first it was like, yeah, sure, Ross, you can like hook up with all the women you want. Like, go for it. That's cool. I'm okay. cool with that. And then it was like. uh you know, she's just meeting tons of men on the apps. Like at first, she just, you know, and then uh, she had a work trip to Paris, and she said, you know, I'd like to like see what's going on on the apps over there. And I was like, yeah, again, like hook up with some ladies, have fun, you know, some ladies. And uh, you, weren't, you weren't so excited about the idea of a man, exactly. It's classic. And was it a rule or just like it was? It was. Or, yeah, I think originally or did she it was have a an limit. Understanding like you did. I think it was a limit at first. Yeah, and then and she disagrees with how exactly this went down, but this is how I remember it. Uh, I think we hashed this out on our podcast too. You could have her come on and rebut this. <laughs> but she came home from the trip, and she in the car ride home, she said to me, "I have something to tell you," and I knew right away. I was like, "You, you, you banged a guy." Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah." And I was it's like, never not that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I was like, that's cool. Was it nice? And she was like, yeah, it was really nice. And I was like, good for you. And I was legitimate. I, I felt legitimate compersion for her. And I think the fear and the limit I had set previously was just ba- it, based in like pure male ego. And, and that's a lot of what this sex therapist helped me with was learning how we are socialized as men to treat our partner is like property and god forbid another man were to penetrate them and etc and so anyway that happens she's dating more often in new york uh and one limit i had was like just don't suck dicks like i there's something about another dick in your mouth and then that one That's right. eventually eventually that limit was was broken and we just learned we just learned earl like pretty quickly that like if you're going to go hook up with a stranger from an app uh, or not necessarily a stranger, you're going to hook up thing. You can't, it's so hard to just like control where the fun is going to stop. Mm. You know, like the, the sex is messy. There's, there's mouths, there's holes. Things are just going to happen. And like, it's kind of crazy to try to control that for another person. Mm. Um, so honestly, I just kind of had a, sense of humor about it and i was just like yeah who cares like Were you inactive at the time yeah it took me a little while longer like it was october i think it was october 18 or no 17 yeah it was fall of 17 when she got on the apps and was just like meeting guys going on dates yeah. 
not a lot of sex right away for her. She was kind of being um, discerning, I guess is the word. Uh, uh, I kind of can't remember, but she had like a handful of experiences and maybe some sex. That that that's when one time we were at at dinner and she was talking about this guy. I think she was saying like this this guy didn't want to have sex because we both have herpes and that's always a conversation we have to mm. have with with potential partners. And um, this guy didn't want to have sex, but she let him let her blow him. And somehow that came out in our conversation. I'm like, Did, wait, you blowed you you blew this guy? I thought we had an agreement. And she's like. And I think she misremembered the agreement we had about Uh-oh. dicks in the mouth, whatever. And I thought you just said dicks around the mouth, but in <laughs> yeah, is good. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So it it was like that uncomfortable thing of like we just we just we can have some rules, but they're not like rules have to be flexible. I guess they're not learned. rules that end the relationship. Yeah, right. yeah. And I got over all that stuff pretty quickly. Oh, and what helped me get over it pretty quickly was. I guess that winter, like I got on the apps the same time she did. I just was not having any luck. It's like, it's hard to meet people, you know, for, for guys, I think it's harder. And, uh, and then finally I met this girl I really clicked with and we had like all these awesome adventures. And then she actually ended up joining Ross and I, and we had some cool stuff go on the three of us. And basically when I felt like my stuff was more equal to hers, that's when I really kind of dropped all the hang-ups i had with whatever ross was getting into and also our sex life got so exciting between her and i that it was like oh this is all so worth it you know it's like worth giving her a little more leeway and uh and and she gives me the leeway in return and it's like i guess when it felt very mutual is when it it, i i like kind of let go a lot more and that's not to say that's permanent because i definitely i mean just recently had to navigate some jealousy that was like oh yeah i'm jealous sometimes and i haven't had to be because of lockdown and the new baby and all this stuff so uh yeah i think it'll always be it, it takes so much practice i think yeah why like when i say yeah i cheated uh why does that feel easy to say i think part of it is like ross and i something a big realization we had was just like we are probably just non-monogamous people like we probably never were gonna be i was probably never gonna be able to not cheat on someone in a marriage uh so i think i'm able to admit to being a cheater with such ease just it's almost like saying yeah because of course i am like of course I think my DNA just wants me to kind of have a wandering eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I just didn't do it with consent uh, when 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 I could have with yeah. with this amazing woman who would have let me from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but then it just gets into the shame and the socialization and the upbringing and the all that fun stuff. How did the uh, how did the sex life get better? uh we were just like i think both just really like turned on in like a more everyday kind of way uh um ross started experimenting with like different language she would use with me and like doming me sort of verbally and like uh that was really fun um what what, what kind of language to, to kind of be told what to do uh 
I like to be called a good boy. Um, I think we've been she, over this. Have she, we been over this? Probably. I'm also a good boy. Yeah. I, well, I'm I not didn't, like a little bitch and I'm not right. this, that. I'm a good boy. I'm not yeah. a pain slut and I don't need to be human. I just, I want to know what to do. I want to do a good job. I want to do, do a, a good, good job, job. I'll take a punishment if a punishment is warranted, but I'm going to ideally try to just do a good enough job and I don't have to be punished. Yeah. And, and also so many punishments. <laughs> Team good boys. <laughs> yes. So many punishments feel like rewards, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, which actually my, the, the woman I saw those three times, that's something she taught me was like, Okay, I can see that you want me to spank you over my lap, but uh just know like uh this this may be a punishment, but you have to you have to be a good boy yeah. to get it. Uh, you know. Um one time someone called me a puppy and that happened to work. Interesting. Like, oh, a puppy. I, but generally good boy does it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who uh is really into puppy play and he's got an Instagram for it and everything. I don't know if he like would want it out there but i'm so curious about that like because it's it's leather looks with uh like dog the full canine mask yeah like oh. a like dog like stuff uh and i'm like that's so interesting um but yeah my uh i do a joke that like i i was with one woman who let me call her mommy and it is so fucking hot to me i don't yeah. know why I absolutely do not want to bang my mom. You know, it's got nothing to do with that. But I just, so her calling me good boy and me saying mommy, like just that verbal exchange is so hot to me. Ross, I, I actually almost asked her the other night for the first time again in two years or whatever, if I could call her that. I asked her once, she rejected it. Uh, <laughs> but now that she is a mom, I'm curious. Maybe she'll be more open-minded about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, good boy. I'm a people pleaser in real life. Sure. Like I, if I get a new job, I want to do a good job. I just, I like the feeling of uh, being helpful. Yeah. I like, there's almost like this element of control for me. I'm like, I, with this, this logic that doesn't actually work in the real world, but on paper, it's like, well, if I do a good job and I do what I'm asked to do, then I should a get rewards or at minimum not be in trouble. And if I'm not in trouble, people will like me. Yes. And so it's like this weird way of like controlling a perception of me by yes. I'm going to do what's asked of me. Please. No one hate me. Yes. It's totally that it's like, yeah. How do I not rock the boat? How do I win you over? How do I get brownie points for like, the if future? you tell me five things to do and I do them all, there's no reason you should still be upset with me. Yeah. Is my, yeah. my view. Yeah. And unfortunately, Ross is she's built to, when she feels like people are being too needy toward her men or our own child, uh, it's a turnoff for her. Like she's, she hates like clingy clinginess or like neediness. Can't see. Uh, the, can't wait to see how this kid grows up. <laughs> oh, this well, fucking kid. It's such a turnoff. Well, no, no, no. Turning she, me off when she was asking for breakfast. She's incredibly maternal and incredibly loving and caring. It's, um, there, there's this, uh clinginess thing that happens with them like it's like it's a, a next level clinginess sure. that triggers something in ross i i shouldn't even be talking about this she <laughs> she could explain it better but for the record she's an amazing mother and is incredibly loving she's uh, a great mom and sometimes when she allows us she's a great mommy <laughs> right <laughs> uh are you uh do you have uh, other partners right now 
No, no. I had a hookup maybe six weeks ago now with a person I really enjoyed spending time with. And we, I'm doing this shitty thing where I'm not able to like make time because I, I actually don't know how much of this I want to be a part of my life right now. Mm. Like it's fucking exhausting being a parent. I'm trying to get my career started up again mm-hmm. and uh stand-up career yeah, yeah. and polyamory is work it's a lot of work and it takes time and um so yeah i guess i don't have a partner uh uh ross still has that same boyfriend mm-hmm. they ha- they've had only a couple dates through pandemic um but yeah, like I, I, I think the ideal thing for me would be somebody interested in like a play date yeah. here uh, and there. I, by partner, I meant like, even like sexual rec- recurring characters yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, potentially this person, that was our first kind of hang. Yeah. Um, so things happen. I'm on, I'm on field. I check it out every couple days and, uh, but I always go to that place of like, what's this going to turn into? Cause I've had a couple relationships, situationships that have been like the perfect thing where it's like, yeah, let's get together, have a few hours of fucking awesome fun. And then like, I'm going to, I have to go back to my marriage and like, that's, they, they understand that. But then there's been a couple where they're like, well, if your wife has a boyfriend that she loves, don't you want that? And I, it's they hard. want to find, still find a way to be a girlfriend, even if it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was your question? Was oh, just, oh, just that a pattern is that, yeah, like, uh, oftentimes I, I go, I get anxiety. Like, is this, are they going to get, like, are they going to expect more of me than I can yeah. offer? So, like, exactly a year ago, I had this really challenging breakup where we met in a park. We hadn't seen each other for like a year because yeah. of COVID. And it was sort of like, I think we were feeling each other out. It was like, okay, now I have this child. She knows, she actually, we all kind of know each other a little bit from old friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like an intent, we had like a really good connection, but so, uh, somewhat of a hot and cold relationship. And it took a lot of navigating. And um, we met in this park and it was sort of like, are we going to reignite? during this or we're just going to check in it felt it felt loose and it ended up turning into like a heated conversation where i was basically like look like i'm really interested in seeing you because i think we have great chemistry but i don't know if i can be what i'm thinking you may want uh and i was like if she because because something that kept coming up was like how do i get more time with you etc and i was like what Which was, is, of course, what she's thinking about because she just spent a fucking year away from you. <laughs> right. And I was like, I think it'd be cool if we saw each other like once a month and like got a room and had a great time, you know? And uh, the thing she came back to me with was like, so why don't you fucking just get a sex worker then? And then she kind of like stormed off. And and now I'm like, if I could afford it, that probably is what would <laughs> suit my life most. Um uh because i do i i i do feel shitty that that's a a a place that she uh felt she was in or that i was like i i don't like the feeling of being 
like uh, negligent or uh, withholding or um, emotionally anorexic or whatever the hell I'm being. But I also, I also do think I've, I'm pretty good at spelling out my yeah. limits and boundaries. Um, so, yeah, I guess I will go on the app sometimes and like fantasize and then I, the reality comes in and I'm like, this all feels like maybe too much. Yeah, the son I'm trying to explain to my girl where she's new to, to non-monogamy, it's like trying to explain how when I seek or don't seek sex has nothing to do with what's going on over here with us. Yeah. And how like son I think is great cuz like you know you're describing like you're not even really on apps much and I don't know when I'm going to and it doesn't sound like you're saying and therefore we are not going to be polyamorous. No. The idea that like I like that I can choose when I'm seeking sex and not seeking sex. And yeah. I would want her to like go have sex with people or not have sex with people not based on what's going on with us, solely based on like what she feels like doing or not doing, what she thinks is healthy for her. Yeah. And I think that, and so like, you know, when you were talking about it was easier for you once you started getting active. Yeah. But now I, I don't sense like you need to have the same amount of fucks as Ross is having. No. But initially it, it helps once you get to indulge as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I think I'm set at, I'm set at ease based on, I mean, Man, having the baby and the pandemic really turned us into the most domestic version of our family yet, you know? So we've really turned toward each other again in a way that's, like, bigger than sex, I guess. Um, And, you know, I, I do think she will have another wave of, like, hot girl summer or whatever they're calling it uh the kids um you might got you might have a horny guy winter right like yeah who knows? yeah yeah but in this moment i'm like yeah go see your boyfriend like go go have a nice time you know you have uh, the freedom to go seek out more when you on your independent of anything yeah want to go do that yeah and right now you're not because you don't want to right right yeah. um and i think like you know, I was on the road upstate for, for another job I have. And I was just like going up there alone quite a lot. And just the freedom of knowing like I'm allowed to ha- take comfort mm-hmm. with another person like just feels like such a gift. So why why would I not feel okay about that for her? Mm-hmm. It's um, not the sex. It's the free. I, that's why I keep trying to say it's it's not for me. It's non-monogamy, at least for me, is not about the sex. It's about the freedom. Yeah, yeah. To do it or not, and the freedom just basically to choose what I want to do with my body. Yeah, you know, as I see. I things. think that's great. That's a great way to. I never thought of it like that. Um, but yeah, like it's Ross is never going to be owned by anyone, yeah. uh, unless it's a part of whatever role she's playing. <laughs> um, How? Um, has the so has the baby affected impacted your sex life? Yeah, I think so. Um, we're we're not having a ton of sex. We just just last week had like super hot sex for the first time in a while. That was great, and it felt like I think we both needed to feel like oh yeah, we're like really hot together. We like are hot for each other, and that felt that was great. Uh, there was and then there was there were a lot of quickies like like throughout through the winter time and stuff where it was like yeah let's just do this uh let's but but finally i think last week we needed that um it's definitely we're definitely tired or you're not yeah yeah i think it's exhaustion 
Um, I think there's a fair amount of you, you just like in marriage in general, you play so many different roles, you know, for each other, mm-hmm. your, your roommates, your ostensibly lovers, uh, your partner, you know, like, uh, friends, your best friends, you know, there's so many different roles that take energy away from the other roles. So like sometimes sexy lover guy is like, she can't, or I, you know, we, we don't see that in each other. Uh, perhaps, I don't know. Um, uh, and yeah, just exhaustion, you know, like it's, uh, there's just so many surprises and, you know, baby was sick for a few months uh, or a few weeks this this last like month or two where it was just like it just blows up your life when like sleep goes away you're worried about the kid uh you know seventh like what time is it now it's 8 30 at night right now usually i'm in my bed if i don't have a gig i'm in bed with my kindle reading military action novels that were written <laughs> that were written for my postmenopausal aunts uh, and i'm i'm drifting off to sleep by nine o'clock at night i what happened was this winter or in december i was like i'm gonna be a real nerd and i'm gonna finally read infinite jest don't no uh, one reads infinite jest. i know i know they just hold it on the subway exactly like a prop. exactly i start reading it i'm like i get that this is interesting i get that he's doing really cool stuff with storytelling and like the layers and i guess there's some social commentary here but i also don't fucking get it and i was just like i gotta read trash and i started reading some trash uh and i can't stop reading this trash uh because i gotta kind of like check out from the stress sometimes so your body your choice yeah uh (laughs) So, yeah, I think the sex with her and I will um, hopefully cook back up. I mean. What uh, about pregnancy? Was like, what's the sex like during pregnancy? I've always wanted to have sex with a pregnant woman. I think she had some phases of like extra horniness because of it, because of the hormones. Um, We definitely had sex a couple times while she was like very pregnant. Um. But I, I don't think there was a ton. I mean, it was... Did you feel weird at all about having sex when you know there's like a thing growing in there? No, I think... I don't know if it like turned me on extra. Maybe it did. Maybe... I mean, there's there's something kind of like... Yeah, I think there's something kind of cool about like... We're fucking human beings. We're these weird meat sacks. And we're like doing this thing that connects us. And there's like this thing we made together right here. And, um, you know, I like, I mean, I like various kinds of bodies in general. So like, I like the feeling of like a really big ass or really big boobs or really small boobs or like a rib cage or a tiny waist or a big, big waist or a big belly. Like I like touching all sorts of things. So maybe, uh, maybe it was a turn on. Um, I'm not like, and and I think actually, I think hooking up with another pregnant person would be exciting and a turn on just mm. from the, just from the idea of like, wow, she's letting me do this to her while she's pregnant. Like that's that's like, that's kind of hot, you know. Like some I mean, women wear pregnancy just so 
elegant like my yeah. girl i can just tell like i fantasize about her pregnant because i'm like she's gonna be one of those beautiful yeah pregnant women gotta got stick around find out yeah do you think you'll take the plunge at I some mean, point i gotta well we gotta get things stable we're still working on the non-monogamy part uh, right right is, right you mm. know uh i feel like it's surmountable or i would not be here yeah yeah because yeah. i know better than to like Oh, let's date someone who's monogamous. I was like, she gave enough hints on the first day. I was like, mm, I think there's something inside here. I just gotta be patient. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, we'll see. But I'm not opposed uh, financially. I'd be more concerned. So I just buy a lot, a lot of tickets and hope for the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I did hear a man. Uh, there's a Jewish proverb that says every baby brings a loaf, which is like a Jewish proverb meaning like you'll be fed you'll be taken care of like come from a place of abundance yeah Yeah. exactly yeah i would like to i mean it's cool if like that place of abundance could come but i'd like the loaf to come first yeah yeah that would be nice yeah um hey man do you have an extra i don't know your time crunch if you got extra 10 15 maybe yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking do a little bonus episode talk a little bit more about the submissive man stuff yeah yeah about the chronos lesson um for now where could people go to find you and and find your show which i've been on uh myself yeah so it's currently called who cares about ross and patrick it is on itunes and spotify uh we are considering changing the name to we hired a sitter for this uh and that may happen sooner or later i'm not sure so click the link in the show notes asap and hit subscribe yes please thank you and uh that instagram for that show is who.cares.podcast on instagram my Instagram is the whole bear report. I hate you. Uh, I hate you so much. I have to change it. It's <laughs> yeah. like such an old dumb joke at this point. I my Twitter handle was originally funny Billy Pro until 2012 when Mike Cannon called me a derogatory term we're not really saying on podcasts anymore. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I'll change it. But <laughs> also the Colbert show is now like 10 years over. That's, so it's that's like, that's the reason to change it. Is yeah. Cause yeah. you're going to have Gen Zers who don't know the reference. Yeah. I did join TikTok. What's the Holbert report? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> TikTok is punchline drunk. Well, um, also go follow him at the Holbert, the Holbert report ASAP yeah. uh, before he changes it. Like yeah. we all hope he does. Uh, Pat, well, what should I change? I need now. What's I need help. With Patrick Holbert? Just pa- at Patrick Holbert. Know. You have the gift of a name you can say, and someone knows how to spell. I got so oh, yeah. the reason I even did Funny Billy Pro was because I was so nervous people would hear Proceda and not know how what how the fuck to spell it. Yeah. So I was like, well, at least that's something they can spell and find. Right. And I didn't know it was mockable. So now you know. You have a great name that you can just say, and people like they, they got right. stupid to not find you. I just want to avoid the trap of at patrick holbert comedy you know patrick thank you so much for chatting with us patreon people you're gonna hear some more tomorrow but for now uh why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody thanks for listening everybody take care oh if you enjoyed patrick holbert holbert if you enjoyed patrick holbert He's got a bonus episode coming out exclusively on Patreon tomorrow. Uh, We talk more about being a submissive man. We talk about subbiness, cross-dressing, a little bit of a CFNM for those of y'all who recognize those letters. Uh, And we're doing that on the bonus app tomorrow. You can gain access to that at the $5 or higher up tiers. And you can become a member, gain access right now at patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. Team Good Boys, let's go. 
We'd love to know what you thought about this week's episode. Leave your feedback in the episode discussion channel in the champagne room. We didn't do an episode icebreaker today. Uh, I don't think you need my help to get the conversation rolling on this bad boy. But uh, come introduce yourself and join the conversation at manhorpod.com slash discord. I got a link in the show notes. You can always send me an email with your comments, your advice, questions, your criticisms. You can send any and all of that over to manhorpod at gmail.com. Good or bad of an email, uh, I will read each and every one of them and then cry. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I don't have a, a too silly of a username. My Twitter handle is at TheBillyProceda. My Instagram is BillyIsProceda. And if by now you don't know how to spell Proceda, baby cakes, take a look at the deets on this episode. <laughs> don't make me spell it out for you on my own show. Uh, I want to say thank you to Holly for the shout out on Instagram. Much thanks. It was very sweet. You put a lot of different things together on the slide. Deserved a little special recognition. So uh, thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends and fam. Glad I can uh, get you through those work days. I haven't been too active posting there yet. I'm still like working on getting my sexy back. But, uh, you know, if you want to check out my back catalog of porn, because, yeah, I did a pandemic OnlyFans too. If you want to take a look at uh, a lot of the scenes I've done, whether I've done partnered content with people who've been on this podcast, or you just want to see what I look like when I'm being a cute beefcake all alone, OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. One last call. You know, this Saturday, uh, I believe, is my eight-year anniversary, April 16th. You want to do me real solid. You know, if you could tweet at Dan Savage, at fake Dan Savage, say, hey, why haven't you had at the Billy Presida on the Savage Lovecast yet? Like, I don't want y'all to harass him. I just want y'all to like to come together and give him some demand so I can uh, give him some supply. Uh, um, <laughs> that would mean a whole lot to me. Uh, and if you're too shy to tweet at Dan, hey, you know, a happy anniversary. Is, uh, is always nice to see in the notifications. All right, everybody. Take care of you and yours. Stay safe out there on these streets. Scoot, scoot. Stay slutty. <laughs>